Welcome to the Bhakti Talk podcast, where we discuss the spiritual path through the wisdom, ways, and practices of our beloved guru, Swami Premadaya. We are your hosts, Swami Sky, and I am Ananda Dev. The Bhakti Talk podcast is presented by the International Centers of Divine Awakening. Subscribe on our website, i-coda.org, YouTube, or any of the major podcasting sites. Be sure to also give us a follow on all social media at Bhakti Talk Podcast. And today, the theme for today is meditation, Swami mm -hmm. Sky. What is meditation? What is meditation? I, I really am very thrilled to see you. I love you. It's wonderful to be together again in another episode of the Bhakti Talk podcast. I'm very excited about today because we say <laughs> the Bhakti Talk podcast is brought, you know, through the wisdom, ways, and practices of our beloved guru, Swami Premadaya. So it's it's thrilling to me to be able to talk today about meditation. What is meditation? The purpose of meditation, how to measure success in meditation, and because Swami Premadaya is the practical guru, I can't wait to share uh, his understandings and teachings around meditation. So first, uh, I, I think we start with just the fact that Swami Premadaya has said that meditation is required. It's an absolute requirement to the the spiritual path. Uh, and he's for daily meditation. Actually, it's one of the requirements of um, discipleship. Exactly. And one of the, the beautiful ways that <laughs> Swami Premadaya puts it, knowing that us Westerners have such a crazy uh, idea around the word requirements. He actually has never said requirements. He says aspects. <laughs> mm. The first ever discipleship that was offered in, when discipleship was offered in 2006, it said, uh, the five aspects of discipleship. <laughs> so even that as a way of, you know, softening it so that our minds don't make somehow make a problem out of it. But also make no mistake, the spiritual path does actually have requirements. There are actual practices that if you want to progress, <laughs> it makes sense to do the discipline. Uh, many traditions have meditation and our, our guru, Swami Pramadaya, being the practical guru, his view uh, that he shared so people can really lock into it and then get understanding from it is that you're already meditating. Mm -hmm. Everything you focus on is your meditation. That's one of the, the phrases in one of the guided meditations from Swami Pramadaya. Swami Pramadaya has a series of really beautiful, powerful guided meditations. And the series was titled, is titled Meditations for Modern Times. And it's a series of, of guided meditations that were given. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I don't remember which year. I think it was 2006, 2008. Doesn't matter. The year doesn't matter. It was a long time ago. I was there when they were given. And I can tell you that they were completely spontaneous or extemporaneous. They were they were just spoken, came in. There was all of us were just seated. Um, which, is, he, which is absolutely incredible. If you listen to them, and they are all available online on YouTube on our website, but it is so incredible. I heard you speak about that before, that they are completely spontaneous. When you listen to them, they're so powerful. They are so amazingly effective also every meditation you can listen to um it's so literally mind-blowing and uh, the great thing about them is that as you said swami pramadaya is the practical guru they are super practical they are totally understandable for us westerners uh because i definitely know when I started as a spiritual seeker, meditation, I had so much confusion around it. Uh, it was a very serious thing, and I thought it had something to do with concentration. But this one thing you just mentioned, uh, Gurudev saying, you're always meditating on something. Um, that in itself has always also been such a great, great clar clarifier to me and I'm sure to um, everyone who heard it. So 
please continue. Yeah, well, just to go into more about the guided meditations, there are titles like Loving Yourself, mm -hmm. Letting Go of Absolute Relaxation, Ending Your Ceaseless Mind Chatter. And those titles were given after the, the fact. So <clears throat> you came in to these meditations for modern times, which are meditations for contemplation and understanding. And they are truly powerful. I, if there, There's wonderful offerings there's wonderful practices at ICODA, ICODA International Centers of Divine Awakening, founded by Swami Pramodaya in 2004. Many of the practices are, are incredible, powerful, transformative, and the meditations are, are some of the most powerful transmissions and practices that Swamiji has ever given. And so you would come in, sit down like you do for anything you can envision Whether you come in to an event, that's a meditative event. And people would close their eyes and he would begin. I sat up front next to Swami Pramadaya with a little uh, stereo, a boombox. And he would give the only thing that was prepared was music. And it would be a CD, that it, a musical CD that he would have. And he would just have track numbers. And so everybody else closed their eyes. And Pr Swamiji just sat there and he just already this transmission of the guru is the whole room just changes. And then he would just speak. And it was always so precise. And it, it always was within the time, an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. And then he would just look at me and he'd go, and I'd push track one. And that, that like, I'm watching this happen and I'm hearing him and I'm, I'm, my, my experience was so profound because I, he doesn't have any notes. There's no, there's no reference. And then he would just speak. And then this, this guided meditation and people would just transform more relaxation than ever before. And, and there's, I think, 16 or 18 total of these specific uh, guided meditations. And like you said, they are available for free on our website uh, and through our spiritual wisdom library, premadiatv.com. And to this day, people still report commonly all the time how, how incredibly transformative. And in one of these guided meditations, he very clearly said, it's the, it's the guided meditation, meditate on joy. And he very clearly states, you are meditating on something all the time already. Because many people have a lot of ideas about what is meditation. It's a certain, um, you know, it's like you said, it's, it's, it's what we all have we, when we're, we're still at the beginning of our practice and our beginning of our understanding. It's, it's everything we, we, it's all the ideas that are commonly in the world, in spiritual life. It's a, it's a certain focus. It's a certain, it's silence. It's meant to quiet the mind. It's many of those things might be aspects of the meditation that might happen, but that's not what meditation is. Swamiji gives a much more practical, very, anybody can, can tap into it understanding, which is, you're already focusing on something anyway, and that's your meditation. And the purpose of meditation is to change that. Most of us are focused on complaints, and he says that in the meditation. Most of us are focused on our unhappiness. That's what we're focused on. That's what we're meditating on every day. We're meditating on the things we don't like. Um, and the practical understanding is that's your meditation. So the purpose of meditation is to change that focus to something you might choose different to act to having the possibility to actually choose what you focus on because that's kind of the the what you have in this life is you have the gift and the opportunity to change your focus instead of the automated focus that we're programmed with which is often some kind of negativity some kind of complaint some kind of displeasure um, and you have meditation is so that you then are freed from the automation and then you can actually focus. Um, oh, I can't hear you for all right. Uh, your, your mic is right now you are meditating on how to get the audio back. Yes. And I think my audio is back now. Okay. It is back. Uh, I switched. I switched mic. Um, what I was saying was, um, yeah, that therefore it is important to also be aware of what you are meditating on. 
that that's probably also a, no not probably it is definitely a very important first step and what i also wanted to add with uh what you said about the meditations uh, the fact that they are spontaneous all listening to it it's they're always fresh they're always new you can listen to them again and again and again and it's always it's always different that is also something that amazes me a lot about um well everything that comes from the guru obviously but with these meditations it is so clear because it's also an idea i know i had uh meditation should lead to something specific and most of the time it should lead to a certain uh, feeling state or a certain mood state that i then can tap into all the time but of course it's it's not about that and even even if we take that a little further the the negative side of that is we basically judge ourselves as because we're constantly i love when swami pramadaya provided the shivananda quote that you you're you're measuring with an inaccurate yardstick yeah. <laughs> it's but we're constantly yeah, yeah. Uh, um the yardstick of your ignorance yes <laughs> yeah the yard the exactly and so but we're we're taking our temperature all the time every few minutes it's like oh you know during the meditation after the meditation oh this was a good meditation this was a bad meditation this is we're constantly taking our temperature of like uh, if this didn't happen, therefore the meditation isn't working. And one of the things we're absolutely going to cover today, and I I, I want to make sure we say this over and over, because Swami Premadaya has said out loud, I want to be known for this. Mm -hmm. And what he wants to be known for is the only correct way to measure success in meditation. He literally said, uh, I want to be known for this statement, that there's only one way to measure success of your meditation. And that is whether you did it or not, everything else is irrelevant. So that's the beauty of, uh, of again, practical. Here's, here's what is meditation. It's you're already meditating, become aware of what, what you met. It's what you're focused on. So that's meditation. And then there's the practice of meditation and what that can be used for. And then there's also how to measure success in meditation. We'll get further into each of those points throughout this podcast, but that's kind of the thrill to me is Guruji has said, the truth is always simple. And mm -hmm. Swami Premadaya's teaching and his wisdom way is always simple and always practical. And part of that practicality is because of its effectiveness. You can always utilize it. Anybody can understand Oh, it's what I focused on. And mm -hmm. then there's the practice of what you're focused on and yeah. becoming aware of what you're focused on. That's incredibly practical because it's it's immediately useful and effective. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to read from the um that first handout that was given in regards to meditation. And the five aspects. So one of the one of the aspects of discipleship of Swami Premadaya is daily meditation. And he had this quote on that handout, which says, The sun makes the day bright, the moon makes the night beautiful. Discipline adds to the dignity of the warrior. So quiet medis quiet meditation distinguishes the seeker for enlightenment. And that quote is from the Society for Buddhist Understanding. Swamiji goes on to say, meditation is a method, a practice, useful and necessary until the day when life itself becomes meditation. This is the real meditation, your very life itself. When the divine perceptibly overtakes every moment, real meditation is always effortless. And until that flowering occurs, practiced meditation, sadhana, is essential. Sadhana means practice for uh, anybody who might not be familiar with that word. The disciple, the devotee may request methods and practices from Ikoda and or may choose their own. This was the very early uh, days, the first time when he was talking mm -hmm. about meditation, which I'll share in a moment uh, how beautiful the, the, that is 
um, to me, uh, reminisce. Swami Premadaya says that what you focus on is what you're meditating on. Um, I think I, uh, oh, no, that was, <laughs> excuse me, I got a little out of order. Uh, the last uh, part I want to quote Swami Premadaya on is, I am for uh, any type, I am for any type of meditation whatsoever, even bad meditation, any meditation, any form of attention to the soul, to the divine is better than no meditation at all. Mm. Swami, Swami Pramadaya. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so part of the fun of that, for, for me, part of the enjoyment is Swami Pramadaya works individually. He works so individual. And especially in the early, early days, uh, say 2006, he gave detailed guided, or I'm saying that a little off. It wasn't necessarily a guided meditation, but he gave specific individual, that's the word I'm looking for, individual meditations to each individual. He's often said, I, I don't, it doesn't matter how big the group is, that the guru always works with individuals individuals in groups it's always individual and specifically in the early days he would assign individual meditations or you could request it, it wasn't that he was a side come around and say you this you could request an individual meditation or you know it's, he just is for meditation daily meditation and now as as we've progressed over these years one of the aspects of discipleship it still includes daily meditation and the discipline has grown. And that's part of the beauty to me is, you know, we weren't quite, we weren't ready for that. It would have knocked us out of the, <laughs> people would have, we weren't ready for, for a, a more disciplined uh, meditation. And now we do a daily 45 minute meditation and you choose the time and you do it at the same time every day. Uh, and we all have the same meditation. So I, I've enjoyed the the progression of meditation. My my first meditation, I think you know. Um, no. no. Oh, okay. So so it's 2024. I became a disciple in 2006. Um, I am pleased to say massive transformations have happened over that time. And in that time, I was a very, 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 very serious person. Uh, I had way over seriousness was the disease that ran my life. And I was very, very rigid in my over seriousness. And so, you know, I'm ready to take on this personalized meditation from Swamiji. And I, I'm ready. And I, everything is serious. This is serious practice. And, you know, I'm much more mature now. I was a lot younger then. So that's part of the <laughs> confusion. <laughs> And he, because your your meditation was given to you privately. So, you know, because everybody had their own individual and it was, this is for you. And so at the time I kept it to myself. I didn't share it. And my meditation was for 15 minutes every day. And I kept 15 minutes every day to have fun. <laughs> 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 and did, did, did you manage? <laughs> I, it took me a little while. It took me a little. It took me a little while. Uh, I, you know, I just like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. But, but the thing is, is you know what that means? It means have fun. It means every day, at least part of the day, have fun. Whatever that is, whatever that looks like. Imagine the effect that that had on my over seriousness attitude. Imagine the effects that that had. And, you know, here I am, you know, as guru and formerly initiated disciple and all the you have daily meditation. And so I'm expecting, you know, we know what, what's out there in the world. There's there's Zazen, you know, there's sitting meditation, walking meditation. There's awareness meditation. There's there's just this. But my approach was so overly serious. And what really needed to, this is why Swami Premadaya, Jai Jai Swami Premadaya, thank mm -hmm. you, Guruji. Thank you, Gurudev. Oh my God. This is why he is the practical guru. He didn't just, anything he would have given me, I would have taken too seriously. I would have, I would have misused it. Yeah. So to continue our conversation, my meditation running my life was at the very least was over seriousness. And then there were many aspects 
the uh, uh, many branches to that root over seriousness the the emotionality of it the the, the confusion of it the 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 restricted chaos of it you know such over seriousness anything he would have given me i would have brought into my over seriousness mm-hmm. so what does the what does the practical guru do he gives you the very meditation that will melt all that obliterate all that and i am definitely not over serious anymore <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean how do you say thank you enough Here's all he did. 15 minutes every day. You have to have fun. Yeah. So I'll just do a shameless plug that we happen to now have spiritual growth seminars at Icoda. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just so happens this month is how to have more fun. So I'll be facilitating that <laughs> growth seminar on, on the last Sunday of every month. Uh, is our spiritual growth seminar. This one is titled uh, uh, for February 2024 is titled how to have more fun. That was my title. I came up with it and it can be traced back to that first meditation that Swami Premadaya gave me as a formerly initiated disciple. How to have more fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes you got to start with 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did the, um, um, the requirement, the in the beginning, it was 15 minutes or 45, and it, it changed over time a bit. But I start when I became a disciple. Um, it, I think, it started to have the daily uh, meditation we are doing now. Um, but Pramadaya also added meditate on joy. I think it was once a week or twice a week that I would also listen to the meditate on joy. Then we still had CDs. Um, and that, that was also, um, I was way more in my head then also like, Oh, interesting joy. Interesting. <laughs> so I would start to think about joy, but then listening to the meditation, um, it is a, it, it is a very joyful meditation. And there's also every meditation also has music in it, um, which serves the purpose of the specific meditation. And, um, I, I know the meditate on joy ends with, um, uh, her, a version of Hare Krishna by um, uh, uh, Krishna Das, and and that would always um, uh, and even then <laughs> the first times I would be like, oh, but I'm 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 meditating. I'm not allowed to dance because naturally <laughs> I wanted to dance. I wanted to move, but it was like, no, 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 no. I'm meditating. This is supposed to be serious. And then I got it. It's like no. This is this is all part of it. This is meditation doesn't have to look a certain way. Jai Jai Premadaya. Well, this is actually a beautiful demonstration. I I I love this, and this is one of the reasons why I love you so much. It's one of the aspects I love you uh, so much about you because you you share it so freely, and you're giving everybody who's listening. And in this discussion with you and I, you're giving us the perfect example of what happens for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's this is the meditation working. Yes. You're, you're, you're seeing what your meditation is, which is don't dance. Don't you, you, all, all the rule list that, that is, that we're programmed with that. Oh, no, it should look like this. It should, should mm-hmm. be that should be this. And mm-hmm. then practicing the meditation itself, you become aware of this, that mm-hmm. is running in the background, that runs our, our thinking, that runs, it even ho- keeps us from living, keeps us from being natural. Yeah. And then, and then the, you're actually showing the demonstration of the progress of the actual meditation, which is like you, it, it breaks mm-hmm. through all that, it dissolves all that. And then you live what's naturally, spontaneously, you and yours. And we do, we are programmed with, I mean, there's no more, uh, the programming uh, that that's in our culture. Anytime I hear the words, you're having too much fun. I, 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 I don't know of a phrase that I find more uh, ridiculous. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as having too much fun. Mm-hmm. Life is meant to be enjoyed. You, yeah. Your very, I mean, your cellular structure is made up of joy itself. It's like the flow of life is happening 
How can you have too much fun? There is no such thing. But that's part of the the beauty of what you just shared is that's I, I'm I'm capping what you you shared into that basic message, like mm -hmm. oh don't dance, oh you can't sing. It's like again going back to Swami Premadaya's practical teaching: you are what you focus on. So of course that's meditation. Of course dancing is meditation. Of course singing is meditation. Poetry is meditation. Cooking is meditation. Cleaning is meditation. These are why monasteries are set up. These are why ashrams exist is because you're practicing that meditation in every action. And this is this is why I adore some of the Buddhist communities because they literally have long lists of this is meditation. You're doing all the different forms. You know, like we said, walking meditation, sitting meditation. Everything you're doing is meditation, but that doesn't mean that you're doing it meditatively. <laughs> mm. Yeah. If the purpose is, and it, it is like we shared in the beginning, what you read, uh, what Swamiji said about meditation, the purpose is that your life becomes a meditation. Like yeah. how are you going to meditate if you think like, oh, I have to, uh, things have to look a certain way. There are rules and regulations and I ha I must obey. This is where we come from uh, societally. This is how how we grow up to become functioning adults and the guru try massages us, <laughs> not out of being functional adults, but massages us into actual adulthood, actual things thinking for yourself, relaxing, living your meditation, in our case, living our discipleship. And as you just, as he, you just pointed out of what he said earlier, it's like meditation has to be done in a relaxed way. Mm. You can't, you know, through strenuous, you know, uh, um, through strain, you know, focus more. That narrows your focus by by definition. It's a constriction. So more awareness, you, there, mm. relaxation means more awareness. You must, you must open and relax to more. You can't, you can't grip your way to see because any, I mean, it's the very, I mean, you can see it in my hands. The very action is, hey. is the tightening is a shrinking so it's always it always includes more relaxation. Oh wow! I I just realized now that bhakti, the love path, is actually also ultimate meditation. The wisdom path is more the path of meditation, but well, they're both they're both paths of meditation. Bhakti is is meditate on love, relaxation. Um, and the wisdom path leads to the love path and the love path leads to the wisdom path. So it's just having this conversation now makes me realize uh, even more how important meditation is and to have it also as a practice, as a sadhana. Once again, Jai Jai Pramodaya. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gurudev. Yeah, it's basically the knowledge path is meditating on wisdom. It's meditating on understanding. Um, and bhakti is, is meditating on love and devotion. And both will get you there. And both are included. They both intertwine. And again, the practical guru, our beloved guru, teaches both at the same time. And for it, because he's so practical, he says, choose one. Find which one is best for you. And, and know which one's best for you and go all the way with that. And also know that you'll end up <laughs> in the same place anyway. But he doesn't, he really, really is very uh, so effective in teaching both wisdom and bhakti at the same time. But the, the, the real essence of discipleship with Swami Premadaya overall is Guru Bhakti Yoga. It really is. It is the Guru Bhakti Yoga path. And, you know, our, our meditation practice is Guru Bhakti Yoga. Uh, and meditation is absolutely required. And it's partly required because it's what you're already doing anyway. Mm -hmm. You just want to practice the discipline of it so that you can actually be free to dance if you want to <laughs> dance so that the world doesn't come in to put a lid on that 
through the long program. All the world is, all the conventionality, all the society is, is just a, a set of regulations to organize people. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to have stoplights unless you're in India because they figured out how to drive without. But mm-hmm. That's their system. <laughs> they have a system too. It's just very different. But it, it's just organizing people. But that shouldn't run your whole life. And it certainly shouldn't run your inner life. And so meditation is the way out of that and into yourself so that you may live as yourself and know yourself. And make, like you said already, maturing all the way means you're responsible for you, your decisions, your actions, and your thoughts if you meditate far enough. Because uh, <laughs> most yeah. of the thoughts aren't even ours. Most of our actions are programmed. Most of our ideas, not most, I'm being generous. The ideas are all you know thrown in and programmed. So meditation gets you to where you can actually think for yourself. Mm. And actually choose also in what we said earlier is also implied something else that it's the same thing but from a different angle i think um one of the things guruji also has said again and again you always have the choice you always have a you always have a binary choice you can choose um this is now me saying uh, outside or inside you can choose uh focusing on the guru or i I can choose focusing on 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 me on i on what i think uh i am um you always have a choice and it's binary it doesn't mean it, it doesn't the circumstance you're in doesn't matter uh you can be chained in a cave that's also one of swamiji's examples you can be chained uh, tortured, you always have the choice to actually m- meditate, whether it's on the guru, whether it's on yeah, on God, truth, reality, on on your true self, on knowing what is, all, all the different words for the same thing. You always have a choice, but we should also clarify for people because this is also part of the understanding. You do always have a choice. We're not saying there there is no human life that doesn't, let's say it positively. Every human life includes pain. Every human life includes horrible trials and tribulations. But there is a difference between a difficult life and then meditating on suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if suffering is your meditation, you're guaranteed to suffer. Mm -hmm. So you do have a choice. The thing that's that's absolute. That's the truth. You mm. always have a choice. Everything you just said and quoted from Swami Pramodaya is the truth. It's also the truth that you have to get to where you can make that choice. Mm. So in a way, you don't have a choice. That's not actually true. You do have a choice. But if you're so stuck in the conditioning and if you don't have a way out of it, it's almost like you don't have the choice, but that's not actually true. It's just that you aren't at the point where you can make the choice to, to focus differently, to do differently. And that's what meditation is for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're giving the, the whole truth, especially from Swamiji, which is you always have a choice. And I'm adding out of compassion because I want anybody who's listening to this to understand that we, we appreciate you and your, your path. And we completely understand that it very much can seem like you don't have a a choice. And in that sense, it's kind of like you don't, but Mm -hmm. that's what meditation is for. That's what spiritual practice is for. It's so that you can get to the point where you can live that choice that Ananda Dev is sharing so clearly. So we just also want people to feel the love that if if it feels like you don't have a choice, we totally Mm -hmm. understand. We completely get it. We've been there. I, when I was before my 15 minutes of fun, I can tell you right now, I didn't have the choice. I, I, I yes, I could choose, but I didn't have any billet and ability. I would have, I, I, it was over seriousness in that sense. Suffering is so automatically being lived that I didn't have the choice. Mm. And it's because I have a guru. It's because I have a spiritual path that the choice became possible or even the, the door, the window, the, the little peephole to a choice of a different way of living happened. So it'd be fair to say I didn't have a choice at that. I did. You're right. 
what you're saying is true. I had a choice, but I couldn't, I couldn't choose it. I didn't, I could not choose it. Yes. And now I yeah. can. So yeah. that comes from, again, thank you, Swamiji, for, for <laughs> years of teaching work and for your insistence on making sure that suffering ended in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Swami Sky, for this clarification. Because indeed, of course, we're not always um, in a state where we know this or where we can actually do this. Well, just what you shared. But you sharing this and clarifying this makes it again so much more clear how huge this topic of meditation is. Uh, and thank you for um, um, suggesting this topic because it is, it is so important. It is so important, daily meditation. Yeah. It is the spiritual journey. Daily yes. meditation, the dis especially the discipline of regular practice, mm. um, and, you know, we have this beautiful handout that's actually taken from one of the guided meditations um, that's as a question and answer on our website. Our website has lots of spiritual wisdom and it has a question and answer section created by uh, Aiden, uh, Icota's legacy holder, which we're very grateful for. Thank you to Aiden for, for organizing the question and answer section. It's really beautiful. And one of the questions that was put, go ahead. Yeah, and um, if you want to know more about Aiden, we, our previous podcast what was with Aiden. So. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, Guruji's, <laughs> leg Guruji's Legacy Holder was episode five, so check that out. Um, we're giving a shout out to Aiden. We, uh, we love him and all the, all the work and effort he does uh, to bring Guruji's work to us. And he created a question and answer section. And that question and you can also submit a question. Um, but that question and answer se uh, section has the question: What is the purpose of meditation? And can you read? Can you read that for us? Yes, absolutely. It's so great to read this because it is from uh, Meditate on Joy. Swami Pramodaya says. Everything that you do amounts to meditation. Whatever you focus on, whatever you concentrate on, whatever you give your energy to, whatever you think about is meditating upon it. Ordinarily, that is not the everyday understanding of meditation, but it is true. Most people are meditating on their problems. Most people are meditating on what they like or do not like. Most people are meditating on how to be happy, how to have a better life, how to make more money, how to get sex. So do not be confused. What you give your attention to is your meditation. Formal meditation, the practice of meditation, is an antidote for these involuntary meditations that people are always engaging in without realizing it. You get to focus on something different, something perhaps of your choosing. Everybody is searching for happiness, but most people are meditating on unhappiness. Most people's thoughts are concentrated again and again throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout their lives, on what they do not like, on what is unsatisfactory in their lives, on what makes them unhappy. And then they wonder why things are the way they are when they have been spending a lifetime meditating on unhappiness, promoting thoughts and feelings and sensations of unhappiness simply by dwelling on them, simply by anticipating, by imagining, by dwelling on, by focusing on, in the attempt to prevent or eradicate. But nevertheless, that is not the result. The result is you experience what you meditate on more and more. The more you meditate on it, the more you experience it the more it comes to you. Because meditation, deep down, is an attraction mechanism. 
It is a magnet, operates like a magnet. Where your attention goes, operates magnetically. Most people's attention is on themselves 24 hours a day. What can I get? How should I feel? What do I want? The attention is all I. It is all self-focus. So everyone, in that sense, becomes their own meditation. They are meditating on themselves. But it is not a fruitful meditation. It is a meditation that only keeps a tiny focus, does not usually bring anything. You become what you meditate on. You become what your attention goes to. You become more and more imbued with what your attention is focused on. Magnetically, it surrounds you more and more and even manifests more and more. So this is why in all spiritual traditions, without any exception, there is at least some kind of emphasis on the thinking process, on how one handles one's thoughts, whether that is a primary focus or not the primary focus. Every tradition has something to say about thoughts. Well, your thoughts are your meditation. It is for good reason that every tradition has something to say on that subject. And what most religions and most spiritual traditions say is, nothing exists without a thought first. And there is no question that that is true. If thought is the beginning of everything in this life, what kind of thoughts do you have? You have to ask yourself, what am I meditating on? What is my pattern throughout the day, throughout the week of my internal dialogue, of the thoughts that pass through me, of where my attention is centered? You have to look with an honest eye at what you are meditating on. All the earnest meditation practices in the world will not take you far if the rest of the time you are practicing negative meditation day in and day out. So you can do this in daily life. Every time you notice, and you notice many times in the day, how you are having a negative thought, how you are focused on something that is depressing, how you are saying something negative to yourself, that can become a cue to turn your thoughts to thoughts of joy. To taking just those few seconds of noticing and contacting joy within you instead of going along with the problem thought, the negative thought, the unsatisfactory idea, the feeling of something not being right. You can immediately stop that feeling. You can immediately stop that thought in the moment, dead in its tracks, and replace it with a moment of contacting joy. That is changing your meditation in midstream, changing the negative habitual meditation into a positive one. It does not take any special ability, does not take a college degree, and does not take great skill as a meditator. It just takes the willingness to see how easy it is and not let the mind sidetrack you into, oh, that is dumb, or it is not natural, or all the things the mind says to keep joy covered over. Because the more joy is around, the more it comes out in you, the less role the mind has in your life. Wow, and spontaneous. Mm -hmm. wow. I, to this day, I don't even want to say to this day, I love hearing Swami Pramodaya's words 
mm-hmm. whether they're directly from Swami Premadaya, whether it's a recording from Swami Premadaya, or whether it's it's being read, I am so moved and grateful. It's just so rich, yes, so absolutely. practical, so powerful, completely. You can completely tune into it. Yeah. And I, we really wanted today, we really wanted to share Premadaya's, what he has said about meditation, because I really do think it would help people. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have this academic, especially in the West, um, we have this kind of academic approach to meditation and, you know, it's, it's like it's a physical exercise. You do this many jumping jacks and you do this and it, and it equals that. And meditation is so much more. And he has such an eloquent uh, way to just precisely, simply give the understanding of meditation. And then the guided meditations themselves just give you an entire ex- – you don't even have to do anything. You just listen. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's so easy. And even now, also what you said in hearing it being read or reading it myself, the transmission is so alive and it's so palpable. Um, yes, rich, rich is definitely, definitely. Yeah, for me, it's more along the lines of prayer. What, what you know, mm. what Christian-based uh, religious. When I hear Swami Premadaya's words being read, uh, I for me it feels like prayer. It's it, yeah. it is it is prayer. I'm not even going to say feels like for me because my heart is so connected with the guru because this guru is is my guru. This is my path. This is my doorway to the divine. That's what I've identified myself in myself. That's what my heart call has responded to. I, I this <laughs> that's it. That's him. I'm done. <laughs> that's my story from before. Is so when I hear these words, for me, it's prayer. It's like this is my doorway to the divine. My uh, that that has my heart has recognized, asked for, and received. And so that's why I hear prayer when when I hear these words being spoken. It is holy word. The, the teaching is the word, the holy word. And obviously, uh, because we are disciples, it it is a teaching. It is the holy word. And, and yeah, I wanted to say, I cannot imagine that, that, that it would not be received by anyone else, but I, I'm not. That, well, that's, that's very easy to imagine. It's every, every, everybody who has their doorway or their pathway, that's the pathway for them. And this is the pathway for us. And we just enjoy sharing in it. And obviously there's not one single path. That's the path for everyone. That's why there's so many, but that's also why we honor all paths. And that's why anyone on a sincere, like spiritual path, that's why you all, you're you're all on the same path, regardless of whatever the door looks like. And that's why it all has the same flavor. It's Osho's uh, famous quote that he said, uh, which is the ocean tastes salty from wherever you taste it. It's mm-hmm. it makes complete and total sense. And this is what your heart recognized as your path. Um, I was telling you a little bit ago. I I came across two of the most wonderful demonstration examples uh, of sharing the spiritual path, sharing their um, practice sharing their discipline, sharing their devotion. And it's two nuns. It's two, it's sisters. It's two, they're, they're, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up. So I make sure I get their names right. Um, or at least, uh, at least acknowledge of, of what I, what I, it's the sisters of it's, it's on YouTube as Ascension presents is who is who the uh, uploader is. And it says the sisters of life answer uh, questions on the internet. And these two nuns, I'll have to get their names so we can, we can, um, it looks like Sister Mary Grace and Sister Marie Veritas. Uh, they are, I am so, I am so humbled by them and their devotion and their quality of religious practice. And they're such an inspiration. And I told you, I said, they're the Bhakti Talk podcast in, in their form and their practice. And man, do I aspire to be uh, like them. (laughs) They're so rich and and just glowing with the grace of God and so immersed 
in the discipline of their practice that it's an absolute joy and inspiration. Um, I, I'm, I'm so moved by them and I, I can't wait to continue to uh, listen to them more and more and just be enriched by their devotion to, to God. Mm-hmm. And their, their guru is, uh, I, I say guru because Jesus Christ in, in our view of practice is, a, is absolutely a guru. In fact, he had disciples. <laughs> it's guru-disciple <laughs> guru relationship. So their guru is Christ. And, and I'm absolutely moved and adore their inspiring devotion and their rich quality of, of religious practice. So I, uh, highly motivated to, to hear them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's what, uh, it's just another form of the Bhakti talk podcast. It's just devotion for, for Jesus. So, mm-hmm. and we also want to talk about, uh, how to measure success in meditation, because this is a problem for for a lot of people, it becomes a, a a burden, a confusion, a stress. Some people turn meditation into suffering. <laughs> that is what happens. And as we said earlier in this podcast, Swami Premadaya said very clearly, "I want to be known for the right way to measure success in your meditation." And he says there is only one way to measure the success of your meditation, and that is whether you did it or not. Everything else is irrelevant, and that's what Swami Premadaya says about meditation. And that is that is absolutely incredibly freeing because I know it from my own practice, and I've heard many of my uh, sangha br- brothers and sisters, whenever they shared about meditation or had questions about meditation, share some. Uh, something similar, or it was um, us, this great thing happened in meditation and how can I make sure that it happens again? Um, that is one strain sometimes, uh, which I also recognize in myself. Another is like, oh, I don't seem to be doing it right. Uh, maybe, maybe I should sit differently or have all these basically mind-generated ideas about once again, uh, for some of us, is it's the track that's running. Ah, I'm not doing it good enough, or um, um, I should be further, or uh, maybe it's not for me. It's all just mind stuff. And then the practical guru just saying, it all doesn't matter. Did you meditate or didn't you meditate? And that taking that really to heart makes all this nonsense just drop and fall away. It's like, no, did I do it? Yeah, I did it. So is there a problem? No, there's not a problem. And that in itself has the potential to naturally and in a very simple way deepen the meditation. It's it's also what people often never realize, especially if they, they don't have the gift of a spiritual teacher or they don't have a qualified spiritual guide. Um, but one of the things that's I would like to be talked about more, I would like it to reach people more, that that stuff coming up mm-hmm. is is the meditation working. Also, yeah, Because it's just what operates in you already. Yeah. So your self-criticism comes up because now you're 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 more aware somehow you're quieter and you're just seeing what already runs so that self criticism is running in the background already but the, the <laughs> one of the gifts that you weren't probably anticipating from the meditation is to now become aware of what's automatic in you and running already so if self criticism is a problem for you guess what you become more aware of it in meditation yeah and and you, you made it clear that that is a uh, again, another aspect of the many aspects meditation has. One of the aspects is seemingly a clearing house. <laughs> and and you know, it's everybody knows who does a a a some form of stillness meditation, meaning you sit quietly or anything that involves not moving. Of course, that's when something itches in, on your eyebrow that you've never itched before, and that's when you have an impulse to move your foot. And that's of course. That's the meditation effectively working. 
And so the the response to that, to have self-criticism or have any sort of judgment is, is not needed and counterproductive. So that's why Swami Premadai is the, the practical guru. He just says, if you're doing a daily meditation and you're doing a daily meditation at 7 a.m., the only question is, did you do it or not? That's it. And if the answer is no, well, then you just do it. <laughs> just do it. If you notice at 10 o'clock you didn't do the meditation, do the meditation. Just do it. If you notice you missed it in the morning, do it in the evening. Just do it. That's the only thing you have to be worried about. Um, and then there's uh, there's also a fantastic question that came on uh, Reddit. And one of the questions were, was, how can you be aware of your progress in meditation and, and not be concerned with measuring success? Because another practical teaching from Swami Premadaya is find a meditation, one that you're attracted to, one that it seems right to you. Try it out. If it feels right, do it and do it for at least 90 days. Do that meditation for 90 days and then decide whether or not if, if you have no progress, if it's not doing any, if it's not right for you, then move on to something else. Because one of the things that happens is people do get stuck in a practice, a meditation, um, a particular yoga class or, or form of yoga, and they never actually grow. They never actually transform and never actually changes you. So these aren't too, they're not counterintuitive. There is such a thing as progress. And there is such a thing as being unconcerned with the result. So being concerned with the result is every time you meditate, oh, that was a good meditation, that was a bad meditation, oh, this feeling, that feeling, that's being concerned with results. It's, it's, it's you're, you're, the, the only question is, did you do the meditation? But after 90 days, if, if you're not seeing any changes, if it's not clear to you that this is for you, then you can move, move on to a different meditation that does actually grow you. You are meditating to gain more awareness, to actually grow spiritually. So that's not the same as being concerned with results. Results is like a temperature that, uh, taking every every day or every few hours. It's like going to the gym and and every every you know six times a day you're looking in a mirror going, I don't see any results. So don't do that. But 90 days with a personal trainer, if you don't have the results or at least some result, if your cardio isn't better, <laughs> if your strength isn't any more, well, then you might might try a different form of exercise or a different uh, um, personal trainer. It's the, these things. I, I don't want anybody's mind to be confused there. Mm -hmm. You are supposed to grow. You are here to mature. You are your awareness, your, you know. Cosmic consciousness is a thing. You're, you want to go that direction. Do you notice that you're deconditioning, that your mind has less of a hold? But to check that temperature six times a day, that's not what you do. You just do the meditation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest uh, complaints on the spiritual path from us spiritual seekers is that, wait, that's a contradiction. <laughs> but it's not a contradiction. It's not. They're not in any way opposed. Both of those things are absolutely true. Um, yeah. to, to not be concerned with the results, just do the meditation. But there's also, if you're never, if nothing ever changes, seek a different meditation. There are lots and lots and lots and lots of methods. There are very, very wonderful teachers. Obviously, we love our guru and we, we are here to testify regularly and often to anybody who will give us the opportunity how profoundly transformative the guru-disciple relationship has been for us with our particular guru, Swami Pramadaya. But there's lots of methods. Uh, I mean, Osho, we, Osho, Osho uh, has, has, I don't know how many methods uh, in his, the book of secrets, the book of the secrets, which now is titled the book of secrets, which is all, it's a giant four volume book in now in one collection of meditation after meditation. And that particular book from, you'll, you'll know from our uh, uh, first episode is what sent 
myself to Swami on the spiritual path to Swami Pramodaya, and also is the the is how Osho came crashing into Guruji's life. So there are lots of methods. Stick with it. The problem is, is we we like we'll sample this one in the morning and we'll try something else in the afternoon and we'll try and mm. we're constantly taking the temperature. So practice a meditation for at least 90 days before you decide this is for you or this is not for you. And the only measure during that time is did you do it or not? Yeah. And it is definitely a discipline. It's about doing it and it's about just doing it because I remember before discipleship, I was interested in meditation, but I, I always had like, ah, oh, but I don't really feel like it or I don't have the time. Well, then, then that just means that you're not disciplined. And we became disciples. So disciple discipline, it's that you, and that's also something I think we uh, tackled before in uh, some of the other episodes, but that's obviously also uh, one of Guruji's uh, teachings, like anything for anything you want to uh, get, you need discipline. You want to play the piano, you need discipline. You want to become a doctor, get any degree, you need discipline. Um, and, and if you if you want to be a mature adult responsible for your own life, uh, if you're going to think for yourself, live for yourself, and be responsible for your own life, it requires discipline. The, the truth is, again, another practical teaching from Swami Pramodaya that I think we covered before, but we'll say it again, which is you're already living a discipline. Yeah. You, I mean, in order to eat every day, it requires a certain discipline. Mm -hmm. In order to participate at a job, it requires a certain discipline. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is we're very disciplined in what we don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very much our, 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 like, I don't want to, <laughs> that's kind of the programming of, of the current culture. Mm -hmm. And we actually, uh, in the, in the West, we equate the word discipline to something negative to actually, most of us hear it and we hear the word punishment. Oh, oh it's a, I'm going to discipline you. It's not like that. Like those two wonderful, uh, incredible sisters, uh, show, the two nuns that they show the discipline of their religious life and you just see the joy from it. It's like, it's the discipline and the practice so that you're not just blown about with every emotion and feeling and thought, whether the thought has anything to do with you or not, that is the undisciplined life. The undisciplined life is chaotic. How do you choose in any of that? How, the, the truth is, is that discipline equals freedom. That's the absolute truth. To actually live discipline so that the winds don't just blow you any which way, that's the actual freedom. So spiritual life, especially if you're blessed and lucky enough to have a guru, whether it's Jesus Christ or Swami Pramodaya, uh, it's, it's you're given a pathway to discipline that right. allows you to live the Godward path. And that the discipline of that path ends in co cosmic consciousness. It ends in the realization of God. And so how can that be negative? <laughs> so it's a gross misunderstanding that discipline is somehow something negative. It is the ultimate freedom because it gives you to the reality of what's already the case, yeah. that God is and that all is one. <laughs> I've been wanting to shout hallelujah for uh, several times during uh, this recording <laughs> maybe because you brought up mary grace and mary veritas so well that's the that's the that's the blessing of their of their practice that's how that's how powerful their devotion is is they their prayer their devotion and their practice are are reaching the world and we are grateful for that for sure and our version of hallelujah is jj jai jai premodaya jai yeah. jai premodaya jai jai premodaya mm. that's true yeah woo maybe that's a good place to end yeah 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 well, i think that that should bring us to a close of another wonderful uh, uh episode of bhakti talk podcast it is such a pleasure to actually 
I, I've thoroughly enjoyed the the talking to our sangha and relating our individual stories, but the richness of being able to share Swamiji's actual teachings yeah. is such a privilege and an honor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's such a joy and pleasure to do this together with you, Swami. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Swami, Sky, I love you. I love you too, brother. Thank you so much. The Bhakti Talk podcast is presented by International Centers of Divine Awakening. Visit our website at i-coda.org and subscribe on YouTube or any of the major podcasting sites. We also invite you to check out our full calendar of spiritual growth events and transformational programs, as well as a free spiritual wisdom library, which includes meditations for modern times. Oh, yeah. Yes, we <laughs> talked about them. Check them out. All of which can also be found on our website. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. We give gratitude to you and honor your spiritual path. Thank you to our beloved Sangha for your support as a spiritual community and a most ecstatic thank you to our beloved Guru, Swami Premadaya. Your wisdom ways and practices continue to be the transformational light on the spiritual path. Hallelujah. Jay. Jay. Jay, Jay, Swami Ji. <laughs>